Today's scripture reading is Galatians chapter 3. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law, or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? After starting in the Spirit, are you now finishing in the flesh? Have you suffered so much for nothing, if it really was for nothing? Does God lavish His Spirit on you and work miracles among you because you practice the law, or because you hear and believe? So also, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand, then, that those who have faith are sons of Abraham. The Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, and foretold the gospel to Abraham, all nations will be blessed through you. So those who have faith are blessed, along with Abraham, the man of faith. All who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Now it is clear that no one is justified before God by the law, because the righteous will live by faith. The law, however, is not based on faith. On the contrary, the man who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing promised to Abraham would come to the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Brothers, let me put this in human terms. Even a human covenant, once it is ratified, cannot be canceled or amended. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. The scripture does not say, and to seeds, meaning many, but, and to your seed, meaning one, who is Christ. What I mean is this. The law that came 430 years later does not revoke the covenant previously established by God so as to nullify the promise. For if the inheritance depends on the law, then it no longer depends on a promise. But God freely granted it to Abraham through a promise. Why then was the law given? It was added because of transgressions, until the arrival of the seed to whom the promise referred. It was administered through angels by a mediator. A mediator is unnecessary, however, for only one party, but God is one. Is the law then opposed to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come from the law. But the scripture pronounces all things confined by sin, so that by faith in Jesus Christ, the promise might be given to those who believe. Before this faith came, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until faith should be revealed. So the law became our guardian to lead us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. Now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This is God's word. When God called Abraham in Genesis 3, 
and made what we call the Abrahamic covenant with him, God promised Abraham, all peoples on earth will be blessed through you, according to Genesis 12.3. How exactly God intended to fulfill this worldwide covenant promise is not spelled out in Genesis 12. In fact, the Old Testament doesn't explain it in great detail, though it does give some light on the subject. Paul quoted Genesis 12.3 here in Galatians 3, verse 8. According to Paul, Genesis 12.3 announced the gospel in advance, as we read, again, here in Galatians 3.8. But how did God include us Gentiles? Did he do it by making us obedient to the law of Moses? No! Again, according to Galatians 3.8, the promise God made to Abraham was that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, because Abraham was a man of faith. We saw that in verses 6 and 9. Not a man of the law. The question Galatians 3 answers is, how can Gentiles be legitimate descendants of Abraham and thus partake in God's promise to Abraham? Jewish people, of course, physically descended from Abraham, so they are legitimate heirs to the covenant promises of Genesis 12. But how do we Gentiles become heirs to those promises? The answer is through Messiah, that is, our Lord Jesus Christ. He descended physically from Abraham. Paul makes a big point about this in verse 16. Genesis 12 promised these blessings to Abraham's seed, singular, and not seeds, plural. Paul says that means one person was intended, Jesus. Paul wrote again in verse 16, Scripture does not say, and to seeds, meaning many people, but and to your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. It is our connection to Christ by faith that makes us eligible for the blessings of the Abrahamic covenant, as we saw in verses 26 through 29, not our obedience to the law, as we saw in verses 10 through 14. This has implications for what the law means to us as Christians. We no longer need to obey the law or should obey the law because Christ unlocked us from the law's obligations and penalties, according to verses 23 through 25. God's law reveals to us so much about the character of God and our accountability to him, but it cannot save us or make us holy. We see that in verses 21 and 22. Stay away then from anyone or any group that says you need Christ plus obedience to the law of God, or obedience to any kind of religious ceremony or activity to be saved or sanctified. In Christ, we have everything we need. Salvation, according to verse 8, 11, and 12, and the Holy Spirit of God, according to verses 2 through 5. And so your faith in Christ has given you everything you need for life and godliness, to import a section from Peter's writings. You don't need to obey the law. You need to obey Jesus Christ by faith. That's what saves you, and that's what's going to sanctify you. Now, the law does reveal God's will to us. It does teach us right from wrong. But it's not obedience to the law of God that justifies us. And so I hope you'll keep that clearly in mind, and that it will help you as you seek to give the gospel to other people and seek to live the Christian life for yourself. If you found this devotional helpful, and you're not reading it in your email, or at least you didn't click from something in your email, maybe you'd like to sign up 
an email to receive this every day. Go to dailypbj.com slash subscribe if you'd like to do that. Also, I'm looking for people to help me financially by giving monthly financial support. If you're interested in that, you can go to dailypbj.com slash support and help me with the expenses of doing this work. Finally, would you share this with someone who might need it today? May God bless you. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.